Hey. Yeah. I know you like that. 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 Hey, I am back. Anchor, what it is, what it does, what it ain't, what it doing, what it isn't. This is how I'm feeling this morning. This is how I'm giving it up. I had to take the week off because I was living over at my sister's, watching my nephew and shit because I was dealing with the power outage. I wasn't about to record this podcast in front of the little homie. So now that I'm home in the comfort of my house, I can finally deliver you guys this steady content, this daily content, and there is some shit that I missed that I want to cover, but I want to get back into this being a daily podcast and really just pick up where I left off. I mean, honestly, if there was a week I was going to miss as far as the news cycle, last week was probably it. Um, As far as music goes, Little Yachty and Logic both dropped albums, which in the industry is a big deal but to me personally anyone that knows me i strongly dislike both of those artists i don't hate much but those are two guys that you could pretty much count on me not liking that album so my review would probably come across as some hate and shit and it would probably come across as a little stale for both of those so since i knew i wasn't doing a review i just skimmed through both of those albums just to see if there was anything there that normally wouldn't be and there's actually a few I don't want to call them gems on the Lil Yachty joint, but a gem for a Lil Yachty joint is something that won't completely piss me off when someone throws it on. But um, Logic, you know you know me with Logic. I'm going to get him the fuck out of here. Um, the Prime album also leaked. I'm going to get into that review later because, again, like I said, I want to deliver this daily news and pick up where I left off like I normally would. And today's news is that Big Sean cheated on Janae Aiko. And I don't want to get too gossipy and fucking chatty patty up here. You guys know that. But I'm definitely trying to get these jokes off. So with that being said, man, I'm just trying to figure out why people are so surprised by this. Why are people so triggered that Big Sean cheated on Janae Aiko? I think people forget that Janae cheated on her husband with Big Sean before. That's how this whole relationship got started. This shit was sloppy from Jump Street. But since she got a tattoo of Big Sean's face on her body and they made a cute little album together, that means they're supposed to live happily ever after. I doubt Big Sean asked her to get his face tattooed on her body. That's some weird shit, bro. Big Sean's regular. And I doubt Big Sean was even really crushing over Janae like that when they made that 2088 album. My guess is he just needed another angle for his narrative because his formulaic punchline style approach to rapping became a little stale and predictable after Dark Sky Paradise. So he just needed to spice it up a little bit for his fans. So he just tapped Janae and was like, yo, let's make an R&B hybrid love album. But wait, you got to break up with your husband first. Key Wayne, hop on the boards, make some R&B ballads. Let's sell some records. Let's stay in the media. Now, I could be gassing it. And in reality, they could have actually been in love and Big Sean could have made a big mistake or he could have actually fell in love with the shorty from the Pussycat Dolls and um, had to make a tough decision. But that wouldn't be any fun. And and I mean, what would I sound like trying to cover the gossipy news all, all dead ass and shit? That's not, that's not how I'm trying to give it up. I'm here for the jokes. Um, apparently, they're, they're like shooting down the rumors that this even happened. I'm running with it. Um, I think Big Sean should run with it too. Either way, I think it's a good look for him. Uh, he just needs he just needs a new angle anyway.
But yeah, I'm not trying to be all dead ass about that. And I was gonna I was gonna get super dead ass about this next topic because I was feeling feeling pretty dead ass about it at the time. About the the whole M and M stance uh versus the NRA. But I'm not really trying to get on my socially conscious political tip right now to keep it funky. That's just not where my vibe's at. I got 30 seconds left here in this segment, so I guess I'm going to just segue out of here by playing that little uh, Eminem clip. Make some noise for the rap god himself. What a prime, ironic segue of Big Sean introducing Eminem's performance at the awards. That's just fucking fantastic. All right, so before I sound like a complete dick here, let me just preface this with, I think it's great that Eminem's maturing as a person. I think it's fantastic that he's using his platform to take a stance on a serious issue and being super anti-NRA um, and being super pro-gun control. I think that that is important for him especially to come with that stance because of his influence on his core fan base and where he kind of um, has pull in middle America. I think that his voice is important on that platform. So I think that it's great that he is doing that. But with that being said, I don't have to like this shit musically. As a fan, this isn't the Eminem that I've come to know and love. I love the Eminem that keeps the blicky on him. I love the Eminem that made Pistol Pistol. I love the Eminem that made Get My Gun. You following me? I love this Eminem. Pistol, pistol, that's what I'm talking about, bro. Gun toting Slim Shady is my shit. I'm going to get my gun. So I guess all I'm trying to say here is Eminem was making better music when he was a violent piece of shit. And um, now that he's mature and socially conscious, his approach to the microphone and his style of rapping doesn't really align with anti-NRA pro-gun control. Like, you're not common, dog. Like, you know what I mean? That's just not your style. You're you're an aggressive rapper. So, that sh- I mean, that could be me. That could be my fault. Maybe growing up on Eminem's music has made me jaded and maybe I'm the piece of shit here. But, um... Hey man, Eminem made me that way. And let's not forget that Eminem has the gun charge. Let's not forget that Eminem shot that bouncer in the foot when he's taking this um, anti-NRA and pro-gun control stance. But, um, yeah, so what I've written down here is this little pump record deal. There's no real good segue to get into this, so I'm just going to punch back in when I pull up the details on that. Clap it up, Anchor. Clap it up. Clap it up. Clap it up. Clap it up for Lil Pump. I hope Anchor is picking up on the soundbite that I need them to clap it up for Lil Pump because it is important to clap it up for Lil Pump right now. Lil Pump has officially finessed Warner Bros. Records. Lil Pump is pimping out Warner Bros. Records and making them look like little sluts. And I hope Warner Bros. isn't listening to this because I'm about to apply for a job there soon. But Lil Pump finessed them. 
or Lil Pump's lawyer finesse them. Clap it up for Lil Pump's lawyer, actually, because he's definitely the guy making this work behind the scenes. Um, just for context, Lil Pump originally signed to Warner Bros. Records when he was a minor under 18 years old, and he signed for a, a, under a million dollar advance. I think it was um, a half a million dollar advance at 17, which was mighty low when you have a top charting single on the charts, extremely low. But since he was a minor, he was able to finesse his way out of the deal, and then he shopped around. He went to DJ Khaled. I'm happy he didn't sign with DJ Khaled because We The Best is definitely not the best record label, and nobody ever succeeds on We The Best. So I was worried for Pump, and I was like, oh, I really hope he doesn't sign with Khaled. That's going to be a big mistake. But in the light, now it's looking like Lil Pump was just shopping around and showing Warner Bros. like, hey, I'm daring you. I'm going to sign somewhere else and put a little urgency, put the battery in their back. And now Warner Bros. gives him an $8 million advance. They're going to pay him. They're going to pay him through seven years. And he's getting 66% of his royalties. So this is a really good deal. I know everyone tries to say, uh, you know, fucking stay independent. Record labels aren't the move anymore, yada, yada. But for certain artists, Certain microwave artists that aren't career rappers, like Lil Pump isn't Nas, bro. Lil Pump needs to get his money now while he's hot. Lil Pump is a microwave artist. Lil Pump isn't going to be making records 20 years down the road and still selling. Lil Pump needs to get his money now and invest that shit. Um, invest that shit in some fucking, I don't know, some pumps or something. That was a bad. That was a bad pump pump joke. I'm trying. I'm trying to. I was trying to think of something. I don't know. A little pump gas station. A little pump. Is that funny? A little pump could definitely be a gas station. Don't hate on my pump joke. That was off the cuff, bro. That wasn't bad. And you could laugh at the idea of little pump investing into a gas station or whatever, but I might be onto some shit with that. And the only reason why my mind is thinking like that is because. Um, just yesterday, Nas made $40 million off of doorbell technology. No gas. Look it up. He invested in a startup years ago that just struck an over-billion-dollar deal, and he's now $40 million richer because he believed in the vision of these fucking doorbells. Shout-out to Nas for getting that doorbell bag. That's crazy. That's where we're at in hip-hop hip right now. We're eating off of doorbells. So, um... Anyway, on a more serious tip, uh, I really wasn't planning on getting into this. This news just shocked me as I refreshed the page of XXL. Craig Mack passed away this morning. That is tragic. Uh, just 46 years old due to heart failure. That hurts. That's a tough loss for hip-hop. For those of you who don't know Craig Mack, for one, he is a legend. For two, you are asleep. Uh, Craig Mack was a part of the early stages of Bad Boy when um, Biggie was first taken off. Craig Mack had a hit in Flavor in Your Ear. It sounded a little something like this. You might recognize it. Yeah, man, that shit was a slapper. He got big, LL Cool J on the remix. It was it was a whole wave that in 94, Craig Mack was a pretty big deal. He didn't do too much after that, but just for that moment in time in hip-hop, we thank you, Craig Mack. Rest in peace, condolences to his family and all that. Um, no good way to segue out of that, but I guess there's the parallel with the dead rapper thing and Lil Xan disrespecting... Um, Tupac, which I'm going to, I forgot to pull up the interview here. I'm going to play the sound bite. Let me just punch right back in, in point two. Hold up. 
the boring music. Alright, so that was obviously just a setup by the publication that knew Lil Zam wasn't going to be a Tupac fan. They asked him to rank his music and he gave it a 2, which doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, if you listen to Lil Zam's music, it he's obviously not a Tupac fan. And to be honest, I'd rather him tell the truth about his opinion than lie about Tupac and and try and stand next to the name like, yo, like... All the hip-hop heads respect me because I like Tupac. Like, I hate when the younger dudes do that. Just admit it. Just be like, yo, my influence is fucking Chief Keef or whatever. Like, you're not a Tupac guy. We hear it in your music. And Tupac is dead. He's up there knowing that you're lying. Do that about Nas or something. Do about that someone that's here that doesn't know that you're lying at least. Because um, that's just disrespectful to to use their name like that. So... I guess I'm not really mad at uh, Lil Xan for keeping it a buck here, keeping it a stack. I, I think he could have approached it a little better, but what do you want out of the kid? The kid's fucking Zanned out just giving his opinion. So he's just, um, I guess shout out Lil Xan for keeping it a stack. The problem I have is the, the, the press that he gets from this opens the door for other dudes to be like, oh, he gets in mad headlines for disrespecting Tupac. Let me hop on that wave. And that's what this 03 Credo dude did when he says, and I quote, Tupac was a bitch ass. Well, I can't quote because he used a five letter word that starts with the N that if God forbid I ever said it, my entire media career would be crushed and I would never be able to recover from it. And I almost actually said it. That was kind of scary. But um, yeah, so don't don't do that about don't do that don't do that like this guy this guy's whole angle was like yeah I'm in a gang I have stripes Tupac wasn't a gang he didn't have stripes I have face tats Tupac didn't have face tats Pac was an actor I I'm not an actor I'm a real life gangster it's like shut the fuck up bro Tupac was larger than life Tupac is above all that street shit that you're on and honestly if you're so much of an OG you wouldn't be using a dead person's name to elevate your when he is when he is dead and he is not here to um to defend himself you don't talk about his name i'm not a street dude but i know that about about that code that's that's pretty obvious shit so i mean you can't be that much of an og if you're doing some punk ass shit like that fuck this dude oh three credo and um and 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 yeah i almost said some disrespectful shit but i'm just i'm gonna just leave it at that fuck that dude i'm gonna get into this vince staples shit that's gonna that's that that Tupac disrespectful shit kind of gets me worked up, bro. That's some fuck shit. They need to just... Publications need to stop putting this shit out. Like, just leave Tupac's name alone. Just leave... Just just rest it. Dead it. Just, it's... it's, it's. On GoFundMe.com, you can decide to donate to the cause of $2 million, which will allow me to shut the fuck up forever, and you will never hear from me again. No songs, no interviews, no anything. If not... You can choose to let me do what the fuck I want to do when I want to do it. Get off of my dick or fund my lifestyle. The choice is yours. Either way, we appreciate you. Wrap it up for Vince Staples one time. Anchor, please give me a round of applause for Vince Staples. I will leave a little space here so you can go crazy with the fucking claps. Okay, Vince Staples is the fucking man. And he's giving you an ultimatum. If you're hating on him, Donate to his GoFundMe account. If he raises $2 million, he'll shut the fuck up forever. Or if you don't want to put your money up, then get off his dick. 
It's a pretty simple concept. Usually Vince comes with a more complicated sense of humor, but this one is pretty surface. Uh, I've been accused of dick riding Vince Staples in the past, but I feel like the people that accuse me of that simply are not tapped into his wavelength. They aren't on the same frequency, and his brand of comedy, the dryness to his sense of humor, probably just doesn't resonate with their simple brains. Vince Staples is a fucking genius. And the rollout for this single, this whole PSA, by the way, was just a rollout for a single titled Get the Fuck Off My Dick. How fitting. And of course, the single is a fucking slapper. Let me play a little sound bite real quick. So this whole rollout is pretty much a result of Def Jam telling Vince that he needs to be more active in the media, and Vince did exactly that. Um, those are in Vince's words, by the way, that Def Jam told him to do that. I'm not just making that up. Um, so yeah, Vince pretty much does the whole rollout for the album in a 24-hour span. He does the PSA and the GoFundMe account, which is packaged with the Get Off My Dick single, which is an absolute slapper. Then he packages that with a Twitter rant that always seems to ruffle people's feathers when Vince takes a Twitter. He starts a Twitter rant with, what's up, man? I just want to tell y'all... <laughs> yeah, I, all right, all right. What's up, man? I just want y'all to know that I just spill apple juice on my Vigo Magistretti. Not a knockoff, not a low-priced vintage, but a never-before-owned blue suede Vigo Magistretti. The occurrence led me to the following conclusion. See following tweet. You can't review hip-hop until you show us your furniture. No green screen, warehouse setups, and no neck-up shots. If you're going to speak on what we're doing out here, we need to see if you're comfortable with showing us where you sit when you watch Atlanta on, on FX. See following tweet. I just talked to my brother Lil Yachty, and he and he was uneased by the way people speak on his craft. If one thing I know, that my little brother Boat don't got no clearance Ikea shit in his house, so don't speak on him. I'm also seeing nerd jokes being thrown at the team, light skin, general logic. I'm 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 gonna need to see some background on you, five letter word that starts with an N before you pretend before you pretend that you're not a bitch and we not going for that. Before anyone disagrees with anything I'm saying, just know that everybody is something and I love you. Also, that I just spill ap apple juice on my Vigo Magistretti. Get off my dick. On everything right now, play it for play it for your loved ones that that don't love you like that. Oh my god, um, yeah, dude, this shit is too funny, and I feel like I'm being attacked, and I still think this is hilarious, because I hate Yachty and, um, and Logic, and I'm, re I'm a nerd reviewing music, so he's pretty much telling me to get off everyone's dick, and I still think it's hilarious, um, I also think that tying in furniture to it is hilarious, my furniture is trash too, I mean, I'm getting torn up here by Vince Staples, and I can't get enough of it, honestly. Pause. But um, if it's he says if it's a slow news day tomorrow, make sure y'all post this with the headline: Vince Staples has uplifting talk with fans about home decor and black power. Good night. So I mean, I know I said a whole lot right there, but um, trying to read his tweets in all caps with my computer wasn't that easy. Vince Staples, man, give it up, clap it up for Vince Staples. Let me end this segment with a round of applause for the young legend. So is y'all SoundCloud? Let's hypothetically say I'm pissed. I would definitely AR grip. I would definitely spray off quick. Y'all expecting me to hesitate to shoot this bitch? Then y'all are definitely in the playoffs with J.R. Smith. Hypothetically say I'm pissed. I would definitely AR grip. I would definitely spray off quick. Y'all expecting me to hesitate to shoot this bitch? Then y'all are definitely in the playoffs with J.R. Smith. I would. 
All right, Royce. First of all, let's clap it up for Royce. Um, Royce to 5'9 went up on Funk Flex with DJ Premier as the tandem prime to promote their upcoming album, Prime 2. And he absolutely tore it down for about 10 minutes of bars. Royce just killed us over the New York State of Mind B. I mean, he absolutely slayed it. One of the better Funk Flex freestyles to date. Um, I was. This made me super excited for the album. And then I'm listening to the album, and every verse, all eight sixteens that he did on Funk Flex were recycled on the album. And pretty much every great verse on the album was already in this freestyle. So that was a little disappointing. Um, I'm go definitely going to listen to this freestyle consequentially more than this album, unfortunately. Um, I did like the move that Royce made um, by quote-unquote leaking the album, or at least that's what they called it. But I'm pretty sure Royce and Preem just made a deal with NPR for an exclusive, which I'm not mad at because that's good business on both ends. NPR with the modernized streaming-type business move, I, I see them over there kind of um, identifying an opportunity, and that's always tight. But, um, yeah, I mean, overall, I'm pretty disappointed that Royce felt the need to recycle those bars, and I just felt like this Prime album, if I'm comparing it to the first one, it all seemed kind of thrown together, and I don't think that these verses were necessarily written for these beats. Um, it sounds like Prime just kind of scratched around Royce's bars and um, just kind of filled in the blanks here. I mean, great bars, that's, where we're, that's what we're always going to get from Royce to 5'9", but his cadences he was falling out of pocket a lot on these rock inspired beats i know um preem was going for kind of like the adrian young rock kind of sound on this thing and it just didn't necessarily fit royce's style so um overall this this joint isn't really hitting for me there's not too many ones that are going to get ran back i mean Royce is always going to wrap his ass off, but there's not too many gems on this thing. Um, I know Royce has an album coming out soon, a solo album away from Preem um, called Book of Ryan. I feel like that's where he's going to get into his story and his narrative and really peel back some layers and we're going to get some original content. This thing was mostly just bars, so if you're going to go for the bars... If you're going to listen to Royce for the bars, go check out uh, his freestyle on Funk Flex. That's where you're going to get the best verses that are actually on this album. And I just had to punch back in real quick just in case I didn't make that clear. The album is exclusively on NPR. It isn't on any major streaming platforms yet because of whatever deal they worked out with the leak. So yeah, wait till Friday, I believe, is when Prime 2 will officially be released. Since I'm hitting you guys with a super long podcast today, I might as well wrap it up with a sports update. It's been a while since I covered sports, and I haven't even covered much football outside of the Super Bowl. So I'm just getting into that real quick since today was a big news day in football. Uh, probably the highlight being Kirk Cousins signing to the Minnesota Vikings on a three-year deal, $84 million. That is huge. If the Vikings weren't a contender for the Super Bowl last year, they definitely are now with a more polished quarterback. Look out for them to definitely at least make a playoff run next season. Um, that also consequentially means that Case Keenum is now a Denver Bronco, which makes the Denver Broncos a little better because it's not like... Um, 
Keenum's a bad quarterback. He could have got it done in Minnesota. Kirk Cousins is just better, but Case Keenum is better than the situation that they had in Denver. So I think that this is a situation where it benefits for both teams. And the third quarterback coming out of Minnesota is Teddy Bridgewater. So we're going to see what happens to him now that he's coming back healthy. Maybe the Jets might be a good fit for Teddy Bridgewater considering um, they just struck out on Kirk Cousins. Or, or they could try and make moves in the draft. But who gives a fuck with the Jets trying to um, make happen? Um, what else happened here? The Saints got uh, Drew Brees back. Shocker. Allen Robinson to so the Bears. I mean, the Bears aren't going to be good right away. But that is a good young piece to add to the Mitch Trubisky core. I like Allen Robinson's game. He's such a productive wide receiver. Just a fucking stat filler. Um, what else do we got here? Uh, Sammy Watkins to the chief that to the chiefs that has potential. If Sammy Watkins could stay healthy, they could use a deep ball guy to pair with Hill and Kelsey. Um, I think that there's not much more going on in football here. A weird dynamic is Richard Sherman going to the 49ers. That whole Seattle breakup is just awkward to me. Seeing that defense fall apart is almost kind of sad. Uh, after after that good run that they had but um anyway in the nba man things are pretty much still how i left them off all the teams that are tanking are tanking all the teams that are established are pretty much on cruise control the rockets are still my favorite uh that i think that if the playoffs started tomorrow the rockets are the most polished ready um team with the most momentum going in uh, watching the Cavaliers try and figure out this new roster is pretty entertaining. However, I can't wait to see how Kevin Love comes back and fits in with them. I think it's going to work out really well. Uh, someone who still needs to figure that out is Rodney Hood. But I trust LeBron and how well he's playing to uh, fix things over there in Cleveland for the Cavs. Um, should be interesting to see how if the Timberwolves can maintain a playoff spot without Jimmy Butler, waiting for him to come back, see how the Spurs can hold a spot until Kawhi Leonard comes back, and we'll see if the Thunder can really get their shit together and make a run at it. Uh, another interesting story in the NBA, uh, probably the only interesting story in the NBA right now actually, is Brennan Jennings, who signed a 10-day contract with the team that drafted him, the Milwaukee Bucks, and he went off in his first game in 24 minutes. He had 16 points, 12 assists, and grabbed eight boards um, on a 10-day contract. If you do that in your first game, you're pretty much guaranteed money. And coming off of uh, playing in China and playing the G League, that's just a that's just a feel-good story to see um, someone prove prove themselves. Someone as talented as Brandon Jennings deserves to be in the league, deserves to be on a roster, deserves to be getting burned because I know he can make an impact and he's um, super, super talented. Um, other than that, of course, we have March Madness coming up. Of course, Tiger is making a comeback. There's a pretty good amount of shit going on in sports. I'm super excited about the Yankees. I only have a minute here left. So what I'm going to do is get into my gambling prediction for the night which i've been absolutely going off on the book i continue to rake in money from my bookie and he still hasn't cut me off i'm waiting for him to be like yo you need to find a new bookie because i'm really fucking up this dude's pockets but tonight i have ucla minus three against saint bonaventure i think that ucla really wants to get into this tournament as the 11th seed. I feel like they probably think that they can make a run. They are the better, more polished program than St. Bonaventure, and I think that they're going to handle that game tonight. Um, 
Other than that, I'll get into my final four, my Elite Eight, my Sweet 16. That'll be a whole other thing that we'll do probably um, day of round one, maybe. Or we'll just do it game by game. I'll figure out how I'm going to do that. But we'll just go We'll just go with that pick for tonight, and um, I'll, approach, I'll approach the rest of it later.